This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And we're kicking off a brand new week, man. It's Monday. You don't know what's going to happen on a Monday. This is your week, man. This is when everything comes together. Or you get marched to your car with a cardboard box. You don't know. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Could go with stupid articles of impeachment. Do it or don't. Nobody cares anymore. But I'm going to go with Neil Pierce, the greatest drummer in rock history, passed prematurely last week. You know who he is. You know who he is. The drummer for Rush. He's a genius. So what time of year is this? What is this? Mid mid January? Yes, it appears to be mid January. Michael, verify what time of year it is. Mid January, Jack. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's mid January. This is why people tune in. Exactly. Useful information. <laughs> to ruminate on the time of the month it is. <laughs> Uh, Just wondered how everybody's uh, New Year's resolutions are going. It's the dispiriting middle of January. Is there more? Is there a more dispiriting time of the year? I thought they nailed that down a few years ago, and I think it was in January. I'm not sure they need to nail it down. I think it was in January. Yeah. For some reason, my memory is it's like January 23rd or something like that. It's just a it's a period of time when there's just nothing to look forward to. <sighs> All the good times are over. <laughs> the weather is sucko oh, and I think in most had, of the country. I think it, yeah, weather. I also think it had something to do with uh, credit card bills hitting. Oh, I know. Right. I just, good I know. Factor. I just paid ours off over the weekend, and you know you're out there running up your credit card bill. Yeah, you know, this time you know you are. Right. It's, not you a, think it's probably going to be pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I expect it to be. High. What? <laughs> when did we? I didn't think we. Somebody must have hacked. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Well, and you, generally you're coming off a little break, maybe a little vacation, something, and, and you're starting to look, oh, my God, the kids' spring break is until late March. Are you kidding me? But you know what? These are the times that try men's and women's soul and non-binaries, people, souls, <laughs> and you, you, you slog through it. Um, build your strength. Build your character. i got to get one of those. Uh, I know there are uh, computer programs that can go through all your spending, and I need to get one of those. Of course, you have to sit down every night and type into it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see on a chart. I mean, because I was looking over the credit card bill, and I just gave it a, a, a glance and then was uh, pained as I uh, paid it off. I pay huh. off my credit card bill every month. That's the way I do it. And, Very responsible. Um, um, but uh, just looking at it, why, why, is so, why is so many stops at the gas station and eating out? I mean, why so many? <laughs> just the lifestyle that you adopt during, like, mm. November and December. Mm. It's crazy. Mm, gas station food. <laughs> Well, eating out is just, God, it's so much money. Oh, I know. I know. And bad for you. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, at least it's healthy. No, it's it's it's, 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 a, it's a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Last night we took Little D, our, our daughter, out. She's heading to the airport as we speak to fly back to school after a delightful month-long visit. Um, and uh, it was absolutely fabulous. But we had a big dinner out last night. Uh, went to the place of her choice, and it was crappy and expensive. But you know, crappy and expensive. Th- it was th- it was a Thai place. They overcooked the pork. They overcooked the beef. Oh my god! You could use it as a <laughs> either one of them. You could use as a stick of gum and chew on it for like an hour. I bet that's what those students in Iran in Iran were. Uh, 
Somebody alert the Syrians to my suffering. Braving live an- ammunition over the weekend. My to, to Thai food that. was somewhat overcooked. <laughs> to fight that sort of thing. <laughs> Do I understand the Kansas City Chiefs scored touchdowns on seven straight possessions? Jack, in my experience, the team that scores seven straight touchdowns wins most of the time. <laughs> that is just... correct. I happened to tune in as they were down 24-0 and thought, no, oh, what? Wow. I wish I'd have seen that. Irma Gerd, my buddy uh, Brian, who's the world's biggest Chiefs fan, and he, he was beside himself. It was just, he was apoplectic. They they were hiding the sharp objects. Then they scored seven straight touchdowns. What? And the uh, San Francisco 49ers looked strong. Oh, yeah. They, they beat down the Vikings. It was a battle to see who would play them. Uh, Green Bay triumphed over the Plucky Seahawks. But speaking of Plucky Jack, it's all about the Tennessee Titans. Well, you see, I've only watched part of one game this year. Ah. And it featured the Titans, so of course that's my team. Oh, have you bought a Titans hat and or jersey? No, yet? I'll probably buy a jersey. I'm into their running back, this guy Henry. Do you know Henry? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a he's a just crazy. He set the all time record in high school, then set the all time record in college, and now he's running over people his own size. But he is just a behemoth. 180 yards rushing in three consecutive games. First time it's ever happened. And his name is Henry, and I thought it'd be a good uh, jersey for my son, Henry. Oh, so wait a minute. That's what made that's me think That's a great idea. Not exactly. A football jersey sort of family at this point. As right. none of my Nobody in my family even knew there was football on this weekend. So They uh, wouldn't know which end of the football to hold. Trick question. You hold it in the middle. <laughs> anyway. That is a good trick question. <laughs> Now, great, great NFL action if you're into the ball. And uh, then next weekend, the conference championship weekends where they play the, the two games back-to-back, that's my favorite football weekend, although this one was pretty damn My good. son only likes it when they start having national anthems and uh, halftime shows. So that's, uh, that's when he gets into the football. Oh, he's kind of yeah. a... Uh, and he really likes yeah. the commercials. So he gets me to fast-forward through the game and watch the commercials. He really likes car commercials. <laughs> That's what we do. You know, somewhat apropos of the NFL discussion I uh, saw online, somebody was joking that the Chicago police are going to stop using sirens now. They're just going to play the national anthem, and the uh, criminals will all take a knee, (laughs) and they can just arrest them. Hilarious. Yes. Um, Social commentary. Let's introduce everybody in the squad, which unfortunately is only one person today, so it's not going to take very long. We're down. We're down. Explain that in a moment. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michelangelo? Hey, I'm doing good. I watched so much football, though. I may have to get a new couch. My butt imprint is, like, permanent right where I sat. I did not move. Really? I mean, yeah, for, I sat there for hours. I did that for many, many years, and uh, I don't I don't look back on it and think I made a mistake or anything like that. But for years, I would watch all three games on a Sunday. You know, both, both your afternoon games and then the Sunday night football game. Yeah, I usually don't, but, you know, the playoffs are a little bit different, and I did not move. So I, I'm still stiff, basically, from sitting down there. <laughs> So I have a since abandoned all sporting watch. Yeah, I'm a man of letters. I'm uh, dealing with the important things of life, both spiritually and uh, politically, and uh, don't don't have time for foolishness, which I think I have since found is the only thing that keeps you from uh, wanting to drive your your car into an abutment. Mm. Is uh, is focusing on the foolishness now and then? Yes, so, there is something to be said for that. Yeah, uh, positive. Sean is not here. He has a fever, or maybe the fever, mm. depending on what era this is. He got the fever. <laughs> And uh, hopefully he'll pull out of it. I'm glad he's not here. I don't want to get the fever. No. Yep. no. Dr. Johnny fever, disco fever, jungle fever. It's probably, it, it could, could be, be any, any one of those. Any of Michael. those. Right. Um, the tests are not back yet. This single man runs around with a wild crowd. Who knows what he's got? Oh, what, what are you What are you hinting at? 
What that what you I'm hinting is a single man right that runs around with a wild crowd. There's 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 a hintage there. That's terrible. We'll have to talk about what we were told. Does it rhyme with biphilus? <laughs> I just we should probably move on. <laughs> we'll have to talk about what we were told by a radio insider. What people are tired of hearing on the radio, which I think you might find interesting as a listener. Yes, I found it interesting as a performer of yeah, some the life. guy's a researcher. Yeah, yeah, and what people just have no interest in whatsoever. We'll I'm tell you not about that. The least bit surprised myself. No, that's no, not surprising. Um. Anyway, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. As we established earlier, it is the middle of January, <laughs> 13, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getting, we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, the show begins at Mark. You feel me? Don't take care of your mentals. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I recognize that. The, the great, the brawny, but the less than glib uh, Marshawn Lynch. A past and current star of the Seahawks uh, gave a post-game press conference. He never talks to the press, but he did this time. Having come out of retirement for a few games, done very, very well, he decided to address the press, and now we understand why he doesn't address the press. And what did he say there? He said, uh, play it again, Michael. You feel me? Don't take care of y'all mentals. Uh, you got to take care of y'all mentals. Okay. He was talking to younger players. And actually, he had very good advice. He's just not a terribly... Um, he's not a man of letters. He's a man of action. He's a behemoth. He's a, he's a, he's a brawny man. If I were a behemoth, I'd just run over people all the time. Right. Make my, make my money that way. Sure. Wouldn't be reading. You were born a non-behemoth, so you made non-behemoth choices. Exactly. Right. I'm not going to judge him. No, I have for, no problem with that. Right. Uh, he leaned into his behemism. How, how, does Mayor, will. how does Mayor Bag look? Oh, it's outstanding. A couple of great observations from the folks. A little, a little humor. Yeah, we'll talk about what people are not interested in. Also, um, uh, so much for Iran, uh, Iran united in hatred of the United States. That, yeah. uh, that, that stupid narrative, which was stupid to start with. Well, CNN got two days out of it. Really showed itself to be false over the weekend. We'll bring you up to speed on all that stuff. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Strong and Getty Show. So the Oscar nominations are out, and I always get a little excited about it, and then I'm reminded every year, oh yeah, they nominate ten pictures now, and then I go back to not caring. Too much, huh? Because that's just too many names to hold in your head and, like, think about. So that's that. I suppose we'll run through them maybe. Maybe you need a bigger head. (laughs) Maybe it's your fault. Uh, mailbag. Woo-hoo. Oh, your freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, Friedrich Hayek. I'm certain, he says, that nothing has done so much to destroy the juridical safeguards of individual freedom as the striving after this mirage of social justice. You know who we could do? And he's been dead for quite some time. You know who we could we could do quotes from? Who's been dead for quite some time? Mm. I was reading it over the weekend. Marcus Aurelius, 
Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a, I'm going to read some of those later. Some really good stuff in there. Just, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, we were throwing some Cicero around the other day. And, and the reason it's mind-blowing, but shouldn't be... As you pointed out the other day, human nature doesn't change. No, it doesn't. Their observation about people being the same as now really shouldn't surprise anybody. Especially me, because I don't believe human nature changes. Mm, The Founding Fathers stuff on uh, human nature and uh, why people who acquire power must be limited and the rest, it has not changed in an iota since the late 1700s. Not a bit. All that's changed is the surroundings and the technology. And actually, you know, it's a sobering thought, and who wants to be sober (laughs) during these dark days of mid-January? You know, the technical capability has made it even easier for governments to overreach, so it's even more important that we limit them. But um, anyway, who wants to hear that? Mm. Uh, Let's see. President tweeting in gibberish over the weekend. Didn't like it. (laughs) Showing how unlearned he is. Bunch of squiggles. (laughs) Couldn't even read it. The president's tweet in Farsi. Guy's coming Ill- up on the Armstrong. Guy's illiterate, obviously. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Where do we start? How about with this? Oh, I love this from uh, the fabulous Kemper, uh, the genius of Valley Joe, California. The guy who fought back against the terrorist a-hole with that narwhal tusk is now condemning Trump for provoking terrorists. But you guys are far too in the bag for Trump to include such reports in your broadcast. Don't have the guts to air this sort of criticism from a listener. I believe that to be tongue-in-cheek, yeah. but thank you for that guy with the narwhal tusk reset. <laughs> and, and God bless him for his courage in standing up for Londoners in their time of need. Huh? Uh, let's see. That's that. I'm, I'm, I'm only semi-organized. Oh, uh, we were talking about undergarments Friday? Were we? Laundry or running out or something like that. It doesn't really matter, but Cole writes... You guys are getting too old or too soft. I haven't worn underwear except to the gym or doctor's appointments since I was old enough to do my own laundry. I realize it isn't for everyone, as I am a clean person. Have either of you ever heard of laundry softener? Because there's no friggin' itching. Underwear is so confining, and we humans didn't wear underwear for, I don't know, thousands of years. Or shoes. Put on my underwear. Right. Or, or shoes. Right. So you feel like you should go unshod? Or too old and too soft. Yeah, okay. I, I am old and soft, but I am not going to uh, buy in that I've done something wrong by deciding to wear underwear. <laughs> I think perhaps the modern pant has been desi- uh, d- designed assuming you are wearing the, 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 the soothing, the comforting, the cradling underwear. The cupping. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's Holding. See. I found this interesting. It's, it's rather long, so I'm going to have to edit. But uh, from Brad, the morality of Donald Trump. Perhaps you've heard the guy from The Apprentice. Elected president. Uh, dear illustrious interviewers of Lisa Kudrow. Oh, long-time listeners enjoyed wow. that shot. Wow. Hey, Brad. Brad, do we bring up your worst moment, Brad? Wow. Do we remind you, hey, you remember when you were 13, that girl rejected you and you <laughs> cried? We don't bring that up. We interviewed Lisa Kudrow from Friends. Yes. It was less than interesting. <laughs> there could not have been less chemistry. It was awful. Every second of I, it. I blame myself. Yes, I do, too. Um <laughs> My name is uh, Brad, and I'm a fagstio, a friend of Armstrong and Getty since two years old. Um, I was reading an article uh, challenging. It was actually in the Deseret News, which is uh, widely read by folks of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ, uh, Latter-day Saints, Mormons. Challenging whether or not Trump was a good choice on the basis of religious liberty. They list pros like 
Um, and he lists several things he's done that the evangelicals kind of like and Mormons, the rest of it. And then, um, but then that was like a sentence or two, then a very long description of his uh, moral failings. And he says, my liberal mother refuses to vote for the man because of his moral failings, shares the sentiment. She thinks the moral character of the president matters mostly uh, because of the example he sets for the country. Here's my thing. You shouldn't be worried about the moral examples politicians set up for the nation. You should be worried about the nation setting up politicians as moral examples. Yeah. Well, there's a hmm. young man after our own hearts. Hmm. I actually don't know where I come down on this. I go I go back and forth and have over the years. I'm I not exa- I'm not Honestly. exactly sure. Um <clears throat> Are we a reflection of our government, or are they a reflection of us? Usually, with the spending, for instance, I think they're a reflection of us. We don't, yeah. we don't, we don't care about our own debt, and we don't make our politicians care about the nation's debt. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just like morals, I don't know. Do we get our cues from the president? I think it's it has some significance. I think it's probably too much significance. But I understand the argument that kids look up to the president. Everybody hears about the president. The president is in the news a day. That was the argument with Bill Clinton a lot. You know, you don't right. want a guy who's, you know, cheating on his wife and everybody knows it. And lying, lying under oath. And, yeah. yeah. You want a man who will take up the narwhal tusk of justice when the country needs him most. Can we count on Trump? What people aren't interested in on the way. Nancy's going to send the articles of impeachment over on Wednesday after the debate. The, the nation yawns. There's, All right, a, there's a debate tomorrow night. That's fine, Nancy. That's good. Well, I was thinking... No, 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 no. It's good. Good. My reasoning being... No. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. I can tell you what her talking point is, but maybe on that later. Yes, just got a text from my uh, beloved daughter, Little D, who's heading to the airport to go back to school, and I quote... Narwhal Horn of Justice is the name of my first solo album. Ah. I believe that is Delaney's first appearance in the Armstrong and Getty band and or uh, albums and books list uh, for 2020. That's, I hope Mary in the Ho is listening and making a note. That sounds like one of those albums one of those overly pretentious bands would have put out in the 70s. It probably were in Viking Helmets. Yeah, where they had like a themed everything. Right, exactly. Yeah, long beards. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, briefly on Oscar nominations, Joker... You know, that sort of thing. It would sound a lot like A lot that. of triplets, long guitar solos. Anyway. Uh, we should get young Andy in here at some point. We've got a coworker out in the newsroom who's just uh, really unhappy about the Oscar nomination. <laughs> Joker leads the pack with 11, and he says, Joker is not the kind of movie that leads the Oscar nomination. I didn't see it, but hmm. I'd have to leave my home to have seen it, so... Oh, uh, you wouldn't have. I don't think you oh, have. Is it to. on the? Uh, Pretty sure it's on my TV. Wow! So I'd have to cross the room and pick up the remote to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Oscar leads or Joker leads with eleven, close behind her nineteen seventeen. Once upon a time on Hollywood and the Irishman, all with ten, and that's about all you need to know, as far as I'm concerned. Good pal of mine saw nineteen seventeen. He said it made him really want to learn more about World War One. I. I know a lot about World War One. Um, it, it looks like a Saving Private Ryan uh, for the uh, for the First World War. That's funny. He said it's not Saving Private Ryan for really? the First World War. That's specifically what he said. Interesting. But That's it, what it looks like from the ads. You know, they might have gone out of their way to make the ads look that way yes. because that was so popular. Yes. And then that's not yes. it. Yes. 
The same way they made that Jennifer Aniston dog movie look like a comedy when right. the dog got cancer. Never forget, never forgive. What was the name of that movie? Right. Or what, uh, what, what? A better example is one of the biggest Oscar winners of all time. That Indian movie, Mumbai. I mean, oh, what, what was that uh, movie? Uh, the Millionaire, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. The ads for that made it look like, as I said at the time, Greece in Mumbai. It looked like a musical in Mumbai, right. and it was one of the cruelest. Darkest movies I've ever seen in my life. Right. Including documentaries. But, yeah, exactly. And they made it look in the ads like it's, ah, it's some fun kids who fall in love in India and dance. No, no. And then he wins a game show. No, no. Um, so How they yeah. blind children to make them into beggars. So, uh, so, yeah, the, so the, yeah the, the previews you see for movies might not have anything to do with what they are. I will say this, and then I'll be done talking about movies, because I know people don't care about awards at all getting back to our things people don't care about topic. But uh, I still think The Irishman sucks. I think that movie just sucks. It's funny. There hasn't been a movie um, at that level that I can remember where the the, the break is one of the greatest movies ever made and sucks. Mm. There's usually, I I liked it, but not that much. You know, or it, or the yeah. other end, you know, it see people hated it. Or I thought it was okay. Not polar opposites of that was a piece of crap yeah. and brilliant. I think it's a piece of crap. I can't even hardly watch it. You know, that's funny. I, 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 yeah, okay. I, I spent the whole movie waiting it, waiting for it to become great because it's Scorsese and De Niro and Pesci and the rest of it, um, and, and Al Pacino for a little over the top. Watch it again if you haven't seen it, or to watch a scene and and tell me if I'm wrong about this. De Niro watched so many Sopranos episodes, he can no longer act without trying to do a Tony Soprano. <laughs> He's just doing a Tony Soprano impersonation as an 80-year-old, by the way, which is part of the problem with the movie. I, I love that uh, premise, but I'd have to watch the movie again to, to I'm not figure out to. if you're right. Yeah. Well, Sean was here. Sean's got a, got the fever, and he, uh, he defends it as a great movie. But... Right. Oh, by the way, we had uh, alert listener Nick sent us a great article from uh, Psychology Today about why... Ricky Gervais' criticism of Hollywood was so satisfying. Oh. I just started it, but I That's already love it. So, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll get to this Marcus Aurelius quote that I want to mention here in just a little bit. But we talked he to was a, a Roman. We <laughs> we talked to a consultant uh, the other day and a friend and a friend. Yeah, and this is a guy we hired with our own money, which makes a difference. Yeah, from the kind that are forced upon you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge, huge different thing. We asked him to go forth into the the hinterlands and, you know, and talk to talk to the good folks who listen to the radio. But he's, he does research all over the country on uh, talk radio and stuff like that. And he said, people are just burnt out on the whole Trump politics onslaught of news every single day. People are burnt out, which doesn't surprise me a bit. We, we definitely feel that. And the all-day, every-day alleged critical controversy... That you have to be angry about every single day. And it's not working because people are not getting ratings with it. No. So the idea that they're doing it for ratings, they might be doing it for ratings, but it's not working. Right. People are not getting ratings with the, a new wrinkle in impeachment. That's just not happening. No. Um, and, and then the other thing uh, he said was people do not care. People in, in the, the, that listen to AM talk radio who tend to lean to the right um, do not care about the Democratic race for uh, the nomination. Do not care. Mildly interested, but only mildly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Malarkey. 
Well, sorry, Joe. Except except when you unleash, you know, a, a, a corn pop was a, a bad man thing. That stuff is gold. <laughs> and corn pop was a bad dude. But if Pete edges a one percent in front of Cory Booker, nobody cares. By the way, he hasn't. Well, that's that's he's, he's forty points. That's where him. I got to rein myself in because I really like following that stuff. That's my sport. I, I I I followed that a lot over the weekend and no football. That makes me a very weird person. I realize, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, right. I realize that. And and if I walked into a room full of people, there wouldn't be anybody there who shares my views. Right. They'd want to talk about the football games and not the fact that you got a four-way tie in Iowa and New Hampshire, and it might be the most exciting, wide-open race in, in modern history. Yeah. But people don't care, and that's fine. Well, it's the AFC East, if you're an NFC guy on the West Coast, to, uh, you know, harp on football. You might be somewhat interested, but... Yeah, it's it is it's fun, although it's less fun than it used to be. It's definitely at the get on with it point. Even if you are, you know, into it, go ahead and vote and figure out who who y'all, what hairball of a candidate y'all are going to cough up to run against <laughs> Trump, and then let's get on with it. Too much, too all the time. It's like you mentioned on or off the air about the award shows. We're just all burned out. They, they went over the top. We were, they lectured us so long on how we should care, and then became, they became so self-important at all the award shows and everything. They took all the fun out of it. Screw it. I'll find a, another way to amuse myself for a couple hours on one Sunday night in March or whenever those, uh, whenever it happens, the Oscars. Right. Yeah. Although, if Ricky Gervais hosted the Oscars, I'd watch that. Probably. So, Yeah. I was uh, tempted to say something about the Democratic race, but as I just pointed out, people don't care. Well, here's what you need to say. It's more wide open than our friends in the business have ever seen. Oh, it's And nobody knows who's going to win. And and so go ahead and vote, Iowa. And the split in in past uh, iterations, everybody's been kind of the same thing. But that is so not the case here. Oh, in terms of the candidates and what they stand yeah. for and stuff like that? You yeah, got, yeah. You, yeah. Of your four-way tie at the top in the two early states, you got... Two full-on socialists, or one full-on socialist and one, one fake socialist. and one pretending to be a socialist, which right. is why she's plunging. Yes. Well, when she's not pretending to be an Indian, she's pretending to be a socialist. And then two more moderate, but I mean, yeah. full-on socialist uh, tied for first place. Although Petey Boy is, it's difficult to say what he is, but uh, at risk of going too far down the road, he will uh, take whatever stance he thinks will win, which is what politicians do. And any of the big four could finish first in both states and run away with it, or finish fourth in both states and be out in a month. Draft Oprah. It's That's just what I say. Absolutely amazing. And by the way, I got hairy legs. <laughs> Good point. Hard to argue with that. We'll move on to other fair in a little bit, but I want to hit you with this Marcus Aurelius quote just because uh, I, I thought about it. He was one of your emperors in Rome, and he was what uh, what uh, people hope for if you're going to have a king, a dictator, an emperor. He was a philosopher king. Mm-hmm. You don't get those most of the time. A wise and benevolent king. You don't get those most of the time is the problem. No. And even if they start that way, they, they go sideways. And he started jotting down his thoughts at some point in private, and um, and they were collected many years later and have become the a book of uh, the thinking of Marcus Aurelius. Dern, i got to get me one of them. And it's been handed down for centuries. He, um, he lived about 100 years after Jesus, to give you a time frame there. Here's one of the things he said, though. He who has seen present things... This is getting back to human nature does not change. Yeah. As opposed to, like, you're communists, you're socialists like Bernie that think you can actually change human nature. You just get the policies right. Just totally change it into a different piece. People will act different. Yeah. He who has seen present things has seen all, both everything that has taken place from all eternity and everything that will be for time without end. 
I get his point. If you've lived now and seen the way it is, you've seen everything that's ever happened and everything that's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. that's just the way people are. The, the mode of transportation will change. Our entertainment will change. Our clothes will change. But in reality, nothing else is going to change. Right. Right. Read a letter home from a Civil War soldier. You know, for example... Read in detail the story of a good regime going corrupt in the year, you know, 600. Uh, on and on, you know. Not to say, obviously, there have been tremendous strides in, you know, medicine and all kinds of different things. But. Communications. But people's willingness to sell you fake versions of that medicine. Mm-hmm. Or uh, charge you way too much for it. Mm-hmm. Good people getting power and becoming corrupt. Yeah, all that stuff. None sure. of that has changed at all. Yeah. Yep. Which is not surprising to me. No. No, indeed. Yeah. Well, uh, some might suggest that such pre- people as uh, Jesus of Nazareth had some pretty good insights into human character and and, and the way people tend to act and, and the way perhaps they ought to act instead. But anyway, you know, you either believe that or you don't. And if you don't, you're an idiot. Anyway... Oh, one more thing I wanted to throw into the news, just uh, getting to human nature and the way things never change. Dennis Muhlenberg, you might not know his name, but he ran Boeing during the two deadly crashes. Oh, yeah. Forced out of the company, had to step down, and as is often the case with these people at the top of great big companies who are struggling, he left with $62.2 million. <gasps> he walked out the door with whether it's Wells Fargo or all everybody that that lost that went that that crashed the world economy in 2008 right. or Boeing just recently oh wait so you're going to have to go mismanagement the, the people uh, all kinds of problems strip him to his waist and lash him here's 60 million dollars and get don't come back all right Wow. Oh, that I should ever be in one of those situations that I fail so much that they make me leave with tens of millions of dollars. That's a hell of a deal. Wow. Anyway, we've got a lot more on the way on a whole bunch of different fronts. Remember, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. up the diapers and it was a little bit heavy. I was half asleep, the lights were off. At that point I turned on the light and that's when I noticed these diapers are neatly folded and they are soiled. I couldn't believe it. They were like, okay, yeah, we are very sorry for your inconvenience, we'll give you a refund, you're happy to keep the stuff, you know, don't no need to return it. And my thought was, wow, you are not understanding what I'm saying. I was extremely fearful. Because I did not know exactly what was in those diapers. Oh boy, Amazon delivering a load of used diapers to a family, which is uh, not the way they ordered them from what I understand. Why does Amazon even have in its possession some soiled diapers Uh, um, that could end up in a box? uh, Yeah, what happened? Nobody uh, ever orders soiled diapers, so you don't need to have them. Packaged and ready to yeah, ship out. No kidding. Amazon has the world's leading inventory control system. They know precisely how much of anything they need at any moment. I'm thinking they don't need any used diapers. It's a good point. Wow. So either this story is fake 
or it was a horrendous prank by somebody in the uh, supply chain. A horrendous and somewhat amusing <laughs> prank. I mean, unless some disease gets spread, obviously. Blah, blah, blah. Serious, serious, serious. <laughs> Yeah, we pulled. I pulled into the driveway uh, yesterday, and there was some. Uh, there was like a box from Amazon with something we needed, and a couple of boxes with groceries from Target because they do delivery now. Yeah, and just uh, yeah, world changes. Yeah, yeah. As and then uh, porch piracy exploding. Mm. That's why everybody's getting those dang old ring doorbells. And what's the other one that's popular? I can't remember. Um, that then sell all your data. What What are you gonna do? Uh, coming up, women outnumber men in the American workforce for only the second time in history. Uh, there are more women working than men in America. You know why, Jack? The patriarchy. Exactly. Anyway, speaking of the relations of the sexes, Jack, there was a, a particular breed of giant tortoises uh, who uh, menaced the Galapagos Islands. Well, they don't menace. That's where they live. Um, that were dying out. There were just two f- males and 12 females of the entire species alive. Would these be the very tortoises that Darwin was uh, checking out when he was coming up with his theories? Bingo. Bingo. The giant tortois. Um, and and the scientists got involved and, and thought, oh, my God, we only have two males and 12 females. We need to... Make breed. some tortoiseshell glasses. No, 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 that's not what they said. They said we need to breed these things as fast as possible and figure out how to uh, how to replenish the population. Turns out one of those two tortoise fellas... I'm a working on it. <laughs> was a tortoise they named... She's kind of hot. <laughs> I'm going to work my way over there and see if she is in the mood. <laughs> One of the two tortoises. That would be our famous tortoises about to have sex <laughs> bit. The horny tortoise bit. <laughs> Do the horny tortoise. That's why we stopped touring. People yelling out for the bits and yelling the punchlines at us. Anyway, oh, where were we? Ah, so these scientists... Uh, get to work uh, encouraging these uh, torti to to do what you know to make little tortoises. Turns out one of the two tortoises, the the tortoise fellas. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Ed. Uh, his name? <laughs> no, no, the opposite. The tortoise they named Diego apparently was about the horniest tortoise ever found, and he single tortoisely. Replenish the population. He um, about eighteen hundred tortoises have been returned to Espinola, and now with I'd like to return this tortoise. Uh, a total of fifteen tortoises took part in the breeding uh, thing, but none played as big a role as Diego. They think he papa the vast majority of the baby tortoises. He may have single handedly. Let's keep it clean here, family show. Single handedly saved his species. Oh, I was about to say, or is that a problem in that you just you need to have a more widespread gene pool? It it won't help. It will probably be a bit of a challenge, but. You know, what am I, a tortoise genealogist? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That is a challenge. But it appeared that Diego, in his just insatiable lust for a tortoise tail, has saved his species. There are now a couple thousand of them. Isn't that amazing? Look at her. With that <laughs> round shell. Oh, if you guys want me to keep going, <laughs> I'm going to need the blue pill. <laughs> Imagine that. You you got your George Washington, father of the country. Never mind that. This tortoise is the father of his species. Way to go, Diego. Well, long may you 
however tortoises do it. Um, I thought this was pretty interesting. Over the weekend, Macron, he's a little French guy. He's the prime minister, Jack. And runs France, married to the old lady. All right. Leave um, his personal life out of it for once. That's pretty interesting. He was like a 16-year-old, and she's like his 40-year-old teacher or yeah, something? Yeah, probably not kosher. Huh? Well, it doesn't bother me, but yeah. uh, it's it's interesting. Anyway, he, uh, he, he pulled back the whole raising the retirement age thing because there were protests and riots and that sort of stuff. Yeah, in France, where they've got one of the most generous retirement payout systems in the entire world, it's going broke. Because that's the way socialism works. Yep. You eventually run out of other people's money, and it just it just can't sustain itself. And so they were going to raise the age, I think, from 62 to 65, riots in the street, because that's what happens any time you try to pull back any, just the tiniest bit on any entitlement. Right. And, There's uh, no and, such thing as a, a temporary tax. There's no such thing as a temporary entitlement. Once it's there... It's there. And that is us a few years from now. Yeah. When ours finally uh, completely runs out of money. But just amazing. Yeah. No, you can't do that. We should continue to be able to retire whenever we want with as much money. Where's it supposed to come from? Not my problem. Right. Uh, We'll tell you about the train workers coming up. It's a great example in particular.